hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. And on today's program, I can do even better than that. I can say that we'll be listening to music from 1927 and 1928. We're going to start with Murray Kellner's Dinner Music Ensemble. Murray Kellner was a violinist who I featured in the past here on the Shellac Stack. He played all types of music on his violin. He played old-time fiddle-style music. He played dance music. He played semi-classical fare. And we'll hear him in more of that semi-classical mold here on a selection from Babes in Toyland by Victor Herbert. This is the March of the Toys, recorded in New York on August 1st, 1927. It's Edison 52092. Here's Murray Kellner's Dinner Music Ensemble. Thank you. 
There's a piece that, even if you didn't know the name, I'd wager you've heard somewhere along the line. It's a famous piece, March of the Toys, from Babes in Toyland by Victor Herbert. I think that piece was used as a number of radio themes back in the 1920s and 30s, so I thought it was an appropriate way to open up this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. Welcome. If you're just joining us, I'm here playing 78 RPM records from my collection and... uh, Oh boy, today's stack of records is quite a heavy one, weighing in at over 12 pounds for just about as many records. And that's because on today's program, for no particular reason, except that I've been listening to a lot of them recently, I thought we would listen to some Edison Diamond Discs, particularly some late-era Edison Diamond Discs from the late 1920s, just before Edison shut down his record division. So as you probably know, Thomas Edison is widely credited with inventing the phonograph in 1877, and he was one of the earliest players in the recorded music business. In the 1890s, he started a company selling cylinder records and would continue that pretty much up until the end of his involvement in the recording industry in about 1929. Along the lines, though, he uh, also introduced a flat disc record, in the early 19-teens when it became apparent that that was the way to go. Uh, But Edison's records are quite distinctive. If you've never seen one, they are about a pound each. They're incredibly thick, very weighty, and more importantly, they're recorded with the vertical recording system, which means the groove modulates up and down to produce the sound. Most conventional 78s have a groove that modulates side to side. That would be like Victor and Columbia. Now, there's a couple reasons for this. Edison, first of all, was a famous defender of the vertical system. He believed it produced better sound quality, and it was also (laughs) the system he had happened to invent on his original phonograph back in the 1870s. But more practically, Edison was sort of forced into using his vertical system because Victor and Columbia, the two major labels in the early 20th century, jointly owned a patent on the lateral recording system, so no other companies could produce lateral records without uh, paying a royalty to Victor and Columbia, and I don't believe any. <laughs> there were, were very few companies willing to do that. So Edison and a host of independent labels that existed in the teens recorded with this vertical system, which makes them completely incompatible with Victor and Columbia phonographs of the era, which were, of course, the two dominant ones. This all changed in the early 20s, but Edison kept that vertical system pretty much until the end. He only switched over to lateral recording uh, and about a year before he gave up his record business when it was apparent he just couldn't make it in that field. But he did produce some nice records through the years, and we're going to hear a handful of his electric recordings from 1927 and 1928, many of them 
quite scarce. Uh, Edison was selling very few records by the late 1920s, so they don't turn up very often. I've been talking a while. Let's get back to some music with Oresti and his Queensland Orchestra now, Edison 52102, from September 19, 1927. This is sort of a reworking of a theme from Dvorak's New World Symphony called simply Sailing On. Dvorak gets composer credit along with Gus Kahn and Nathanson Borgel. It's an interesting little record, kind of a lot of fun. Let's have a listen now to Oresti and his Queensland Orchestra. All ashore, let's go on ashore. All in that gangplank.
Here's a pretty peppy record from a band leader who was famously on record in the late 20s as saying he did not want to play jazz. <laughs> Louis Lilienfeld with his Hotel Biltmore Orchestra. Lilienfeld was born in 1880, so by the time he made this record in March of 1928, he would have been a, a rather old man in the band leading business at 47 or 48 years old. But I think he adapted to the times pretty well. That was a Quite a peppy side. Mary Ann, the name of the song, written by Benny Davis and Abner Silver. The vocalist, credited on the label as Happy Jack, was really J. Donald Parker. That was Edison 52237. We preceded that with the McAlpineers, which I might assume was the house band at the Hotel McAlpin in New York City, which was for many years in the late 20s led by Ernie Golden. But the discographies tell us this is really the California Ramblers. Uh, so... I'm not entirely sure you can decide for yourself whether it was Ernie Golden or the California Ramblers. One More Night was the name of that song. The vocalist is not credited, and the discographies don't list a vocal. I might hazard a guess that it was Ed Kirkaby who was leader of the California Ramblers for a while. It really helped organize that band. Uh, I'd have to do a little closer listening and see if I really think it's him, but... I'll put that out there as a possibility. That was from Leap Day, 1928. Yes, February 29th, Edison 52237. That song by Billy Rose and Joe Burke. And we started the set with Oresti and his Queensland Orchestra in September of 1927. Theo Albin, the singer on Sailing On. And Theo Albin will be returning later on in the hour to sing a little bit more for us. But now let's turn to some other singers on Edison Diamond Disc Electric Recordings from the late 20s. First up, a singer I like a lot. She was known as the radio girl, Von DeLeith. It's Edison 52093 from August 23, 1927. I think Von DeLeith has a very honest, sincere uh, voice. Never anything fancy, never over the top, but just a, a good singer of songs, retaining the original melodies with a touch of humor now and then. Here she's given a little room to breathe. Uh, Edison Records, because they used this vertical recording system where the grooves modulated up and down, the grooves could be packed a little tighter together than on a lateral disc, and so you could get more playing time on a side. Edison Records run up to about five minutes per side, where most 10-inch 78s of the day would top out at about three and a half minutes. So this record runs uh, all the way up to the label. It's about five minutes long, so... Von DeLeith takes her time, but I think it helps matters in this case on There's a Cradle in Caroline. She sounds so relaxed. After that, we'll hear another VD singer, this time Vernon Dalhart, along with Carson Robison, who harmonizes and plays guitar on Oh, Dem Golden Slippers, a song by James Bland that dates back to the mid-19th century. Vernon Dalhart made this on December 15, 1927, and a word of warning, he does retain the original lyrics as James Bland wrote them. Bland, incidentally, an African-American songwriter, and he does use some rather derogatory terminology referring to African-Americans on this record, and uh, I'm not going to bleep it out. It's part of the historical record, but I just want to give you a heads up. And we'll wrap up the set with Dale Wimbro, the Delmarva songster, as he was billed. And for those not from the area, Delmarva stands for Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. And indeed, Dale Wimbro came out of Maryland and gained his greatest fame on radio and in performances around the Mid-Atlantic region. 
There are records of him playing in Chincoteague, Virginia, and elsewhere around the area. But he did gain fame briefly nationwide in the late 20s on record and on radio. And we'll hear a real fun thing that he made for Edison called Oshkosh. It's Edison 52292. It's his own composition. And he made this on April 18th, 1928. So to start off this next set, here is Von Delee. Bow on a tree, bow 
down to me. There's a cradle that I call a mine, a carpet of green. You know what I mean. And while I stretch and yawn upon along the heavens kiss, why even in my sleep I seem to weep. Oh, what I've missed. There's a blanket of stars that shine to comfort a guest, a sheltering nest. There's a cradle in Carolina
my chillin', I'll have to go Where the rain don't fall and the wind don't blow And you're up the coat you will not need When you ride in the chair in the morning But your golden slippers must be nice and clean And your age must be just sweet sixteen Your white kid gloves you will have to wear When you ride in the chair in the morning Oh, them golden slippers Oh, them golden slippers Them golden slippers I'd wine wear Case they look so neat Oh, them golden slippers Oh, them golden slippers Them golden slippers I'd wine wear To walk the golden street a native son. We're sedate in old Wisconsin, but we have a lot of fun. <laughs> and you may think I'm talking nonsense, but it's true without a doubt. It rains, but yet we don't get wet, because we don't go out down there in ice skies. What the jolly town is ice skies. Hot the town, oh gosh, it's calling me. When that summer weather goes And the winter brings the snows We don't spend the road buying wood or coal We put on more clothes If you want fun, you know 
I'll tell you right where to go. They've got a lot to show. Right on the street, neat. Go on and mind your business, eyes, guys. Not to make a pain in eyes, guys. And an never rain in eyes. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I just love his enthusiasm. And uh, a fun little song, too. Dale Wimbro also wrote things like Plucky Lindy's Lucky Day and uh, penned a famous poem in the early 30s called The Man in the Glass. Unfortunately, his career was cut short in the early 30s, at least his career as a singer, because his voice just gave out. Uh, he had nearly died in World War I while serving overseas in a, in a gas attack on the battlefield and was rushed by ambulance away from the field and managed to survive, but the gas kind of stayed with him and uh, really uh, wreaked havoc on his voice in the early 30s, and so he switched to some other endeavors and uh, died of a heart attack, I believe, in about 1956. Before Dale Wimbro, we heard from Vernon Dalhart and starting off the set, Vaughn DeLeith. Back to some dance bands now, and I promised you more Theo Albin as vocalist, and we'll hear him on this next record, credited as the Manger musical messenger. <laughs> this is Erwin Abrams and his orchestra, a song by Jack Yellen and Milton Ager called Are You Happy? from September 21st, 1927. We'll follow that with a real odd little thing by B.A. Rolf and his Palais d'Or Orchestra. B.A. Rolf, quite the trumpet virtuoso who was, was wildly popular in the late 20s on radio and did make some records for Edison. This particular tune by Fred Fisher, the guy who gave us Chicago, is called Pell Street Bells, named after Pell Street in the southern part of Manhattan in Chinatown there. Um, so you'll hear a lot of allusions to uh, sort of vaguely Chinese or Oriental motifs, at least as they were imagined by a popular songwriter like Fred Fisher at the time. And we'll wrap up the set with a pretty hot little thing from a university band from the University of Pennsylvania, Frank Weingar's Pen Boys. They were based in around Philadelphia, but commuted nightly to New York City in the late 20s, where they performed at the Arcadia Ballroom there and were quite a hit and made records for Edison, including this one from August 21st, 1928. It's called Imagination, and it really gets pretty hot towards the end. Burt Dixon will be the vocalist. But to start off the set, here is Erwin Abrams and his orchestra. I'm tempted to say say this like Ted Lewis. <laughs> his quote was, is everybody happy? This one asks it a bit more directly. Are you happy? Thank you. 
Weingar's Pen Boys in August of 1928, Imagination. Well, up next, I've got a really late record for Billy Murray, who had enjoyed his greatest success in the 19-teens and early 20s. By the time he made this on November 8th, 1928, his star was falling fast. But this is quite a good record, I think. Really, really a hot band behind Billy Murray. Maybe one of the hottest I've ever heard, (laughs) which is surprising because Edison was not known for liking hot jazz-flavored music and didn't record as much of it on his label as some of the other labels of the time did. But somehow, this one got by him and made it out. It's Billy Murray and the Seven Blue Babies on Edison 52448. The song by Raymond Clodges and J. Fred Coots is Doing the Raccoon. You gotta be a sophomore before you're a junior. Gotta be a junior before you're a senior. And when you're a senior, so you're old, man! Let's do it. 
do that again. Oh, that's fun. I like that record a lot. Billy Murray and the Seven Blue Babies doing the Raccoon from November 8th, 1928. And Billy Murray sounds like he's having fun too. Well, we have time for, I think, one more record on today's Stack O Shellac, and it's going to come to us from November 10th, 1927, the Edisonians. And they're playing a tune very popular in the late 20s called When Day Is Done. And they take more than a little inspiration from the Paul Whiteman arrangement of this. But when the slap bass comes in towards the end, uh, it's a little clunky sounding on the Edisonians record compared to the Paul Whiteman record. You can tell it's a slap bass on Paul Whiteman, but here it just sounds like some muddy thumping. Oh well, it's still a good record. See what you make of When Day Is Done.
depending on where you're listening to the program from, day may or may not be done for you, but the program, I'm afraid, is done. I can't believe it's already been an hour. I had a lot of fun. I hope you did too. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me for these Edison 78s on today's shellac stack. I hope you'll join us next time when we'll do it all over again. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.